Welcome back to our conversation with Chief Dan Luna, a retired Navy SEAL. Chief Luna taught at the Naval Academy for several years, and he was voted by the class of 2017 to be an honorary graduate. He has earned a master's in leadership and a graduate certificate in leadership coaching from Georgetown University. He's currently the co-founder of 3LX Consulting, and he spends a lot of his time traveling and speaking about leadership and character. Besides his full-time gig, Dan is currently in school for his doctorate in organizational change and leadership from the University of Southern California. Welcome, Chief Dan Luna. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Dan, last time we were speaking, we were talking about the connection or the pivot point between pre-trauma inoculation, resilience, grit, and how you have to work at this stuff to get yourself prepared for the trauma, frankly, that you'll see when you get out there. Here's the first question. How do you practice inoculation? So I'm going to answer this question by not answering the question. <laughs> fine. That's fine. Um, so I think I said this in the last one. Before we can talk about trauma, we have to talk about stress. And typically where I start with my clients or the group that I'm working with is noticing. And so, um, and it's simply... It's simply noticing their current behaviors. Depending on the time that I have with them, everyone has prior history, really a past. And so what they're showing up with. So once again, depending on the age, if it's a younger group like a, a Naval Academy student, I would have them take an ACE test. And, a, and just for the sake of time, I, I won't explain the ACE, ACE test, but it's a it's a short questionnaire and it just gives them an idea of kind of their starting point. So if somebody has a history of trauma, they're more susceptible to it. If there's certain behaviors that they already have, they're more susceptible to it. So it's really just creating their own awareness around themselves. And I do a lot of journaling, a lot of journaling. So really for the inoculation part, we just start in the present. Hey, how do you currently handle stress as far as behaviors? Where's your mind? right? So how do you think about the things that you're involved with? And then as you think about it, how are those emotions showing up? And what are those behaviors that are connected to your thoughts and feelings? So how do you cope with things? So if you have a long day, what do you do to relax? And then we'll start working on behavior shifts. So if there's uh, that energy has to go someplace. So we don't just stop it, we move it. So it's like, hey, your energy is going this direction. What is a more positive direction that you can move that energy? So we'll move that energy to something to shift behaviors. But, but let me ask you this, and here's the, here's the real nub of this. Can you really do this stuff before you get smacked in the face? And what I mean by being smacked in the face is, you know, if, you know, if you're on the yard at the Naval Academy, you pull a hamstring or you, you have an Achilles tear or you have, you know, this or that. Can you really get yourself ready before you have that, that wound? Yeah, yes. The, the short answer is yes. Now, the level of willingness and commitment to do those things to get there, that's on the individual to decide. Because there's really two questions. There's like two big questions within that. There's the culture of the military, the culture of, uh, and even within the military, the microcultures, whether it's the SEAL teams or Marine Corps, or you know, even what you do in the Marine Corps or pilots, or even in the corporate sector, you know, corporate folks that I work with, I still apply the same framework. 
So it's on the cultural norms, right? So looking at the military, it's heavy drinking. And so now it's easy to now, and, and drinking's an easy one for me to pick on. It's now easy for me to have a couple beers with friends and we do that to share a community and social gathering. And then when I go home, if I have a long day, it's easy for me to pour a glass and now I've had a really long day. And so now it goes into those behaviors and how I relax. So I use this tool to relax. And now as things maybe start, as I start to shoulder, you know, more weight, either from the, the role or from stress or from being in certain events, it's now starting down a, a spiral, that downward spiral. And at the end of that spiral, the very worst thing that can happen is suicide, right? So, so it's really this big spectrum. You, there's divorce in there. There's other work issues. There's family issues. There's professional issues, uh, you know, risky behaviors. So whether it's drinking and driving, uh, other type of, of activities that can be categorized. Uh, in there. And so there's really this downward spiral. So now it's on the individual to, to start implementing habits. It's honestly trying to convince them that it's worth the work. And so a lot, and that's why it takes so much time to change behaviors. When I take on a corporate client, the minimum amount of time that I work with them is one year, is one year because it takes that much time to shift behaviors. And these are behaviors that they want to change. And so now looking at the youth, it's just like, oh yeah, this guy said this and maybe I'll do it. So there's big issues within the culture and then the individual, and especially if they're younger, to be motivated enough to implement these behaviors to save themselves in the long run. So, so let me talk about SEAL teams for a second. You get a, I don't know, you call, you call the new guy newbies? Uh, new guy. Okay. You get the new guys in, right? Why do they listen to the chiefs who've, who've, who've gotten some scars? Why do they? Yeah. Why do they listen? And, 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 I, and here's where I'm going with it. They listen to the chiefs, right? I mean, the chiefs have been there and done that. Is it any different than a young midshipman who might listen to you when you were there or others, but not everyone listens to those folks with experience, but you're going to get hurt out there. It could be carrying a extra rounds or, or, you know, or, or a heavier pack or what have you. So this is what I'd say to that is, is yes. And so listening to me at the Naval Academy is one thing. I'm not their chief in the SEAL platoon. So if they're not seeing certain behaviors modeled, in that platoon, then they want to be accepted by the group in group. So now you're looking at the culture of the organization and for them to be accepted in it. And so that's why a lot of times I'd work with mids and I tell them, Hey, you have technology that people in your organizations don't have. And so to have that knowledge and that technology, that high level technology, here's ways for you to navigate it and use it. So even that would be its own conversation. Hey, you're going to have certain awareness through this information and through what I'm sharing you that I'm working to get to other people. Once again, it's harder when you have somebody, and this is in the research already, when you have somebody just with one deployment do you think that they're easier or harder to work with? It's a good question. I'm not even going to try to answer that because it can be answered so many different ways. They're, they're harder to work with. Because they know everything. Because right? they know everything already. 
They know it. They're like, oh, I've been there. And that one time, they know it. They're harder to work with. And I've had, and I can go on a whole rabbit hole on this. So the idea is to do the upfront work, to be proactive, to implement these habits of self-care. And it's, hey, if we're going to teach somebody how to be uh, gritty and to teach them to be tougher, okay, well, how are we teaching them to, to move back to wholeness and to life after that? So then they can move in between that space better. Because what happens is we find ourselves where I wear the uniform at work and then I come home still wearing the uniform and I take it off and I talk to my kids like I, I still have the identity of Chief Luna. And it's different. It's being a dad. And so now you have to shift. And so even small things of changing out of your clothes. So when I work with first responders, one of the things we do is like, hey, make sure you change your clothes at home. Firefighters, change your clothes at home. And doing these big mindset shifts and these cues to now like, hey, I'm going home and I'm going to be a partner. I'm going to be a parent. I'm going to be these things. And that role is different. And so to shift into that role and to have these cues to help you shift in those roles. And then, hey, while you're with that family, how can you move back and live a full life? Because right now we're not seeing that. We're seeing high, over 100% chance of divorce in the SEAL teams, which I didn't even know is a thing. But when you divorce, remarry, divorce again, remarry, divorce again, and you go through multiple marriages, your percentages goes goes off the charts. And right now, that's what the SEAL teams are dealing with. Get skewed a little bit. Totally skewed. And so now, hey, is that is that how you want your life to end up? And so those are, and right now our current formula is not supporting a fuller, healthier life. And that's what I'm trying to do with this, what I call pre-traumatic coaching is partnering with the individual, working with them, noticing their own behaviors, how people cope with things is totally different. So to work with them, notice how they cope with them, notice their thought framework. So when you look at therapy, when you look at cognitive behavioral therapy, a lot of this is like framework in which they uh, view the world, right? So their perspective. So now when we look at combat, hey, what do you think your perspective is when you step on the field? When you're going to experience loss of life or when you may take life, what are those viewpoints stepping into it? And that's not for me to answer. That is for the individual to answer. All I'm saying is let's ask these questions prior to stepping on the battlefield and then let's build some curriculum and some framework, whether it's for the military, firefighters, the medical field, or even in corporate, you look at the stress, even COVID right now, suicide rates are insane. So when you look at this, hey, what can we do to really, in simple terms, reduce suffering and assist with human flourishing? Let's bring this home real quick here. And, and, and last question, as a leader, we have an imperative to not only take care of ourselves, self-care, but also take care of our sailors and Marines right? So don't we have that imperative to make sure we really pay attention to this? Yes. Is there something we can do as leaders to help others do the self-care? Or is it the same thing you're talking about right now? It's the same. What I'll say specific for leaders is what do you model? And that's it right there. What do you model? What are you showing to your teammates? And then are you a person of integrity? 
and how I'll weave those two in is how I look at integrity is alignment of thoughts, words, and deeds. Alignment of that. And so if you're a person of integrity, is what you're modeling aligned with how you think and aligned with what you're saying? So if you're saying self-care, are you actually thinking about it and behaving in such a way to where the troops see it or your teammates see it to where they understand that that is something that is important? And so now it goes into how do you affect your culture and does the system you know, support this type of activity? And then we can start you know, expanding the onion from there and adding complexities to it. But it's really simple. What do you model? And are you modeling integrity? Chief Luna, a lot to unpack here. I really appreciate you spending time with us today. Yes, sir. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this was helpful and uh, the audience gets something out of this. I'm sure they will. You've been listening to the Stockdale Minute, a series of podcasts produced by the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership at the United States Naval Academy. You can hear more podcasts at stockdalecenter.com slash podcasts.